All right, uh, thank you. Good job, Jillian, Jay, and Louis. So, like you guys, I, like I mentioned before, today is a youth Sunday, so we're going to do something different. It's not just me now that preaching, but Carter and Matthew are going to do it too. So it's going to be a little tag team, and it's been a month or so that we're working on it, and they, it was, it's, it started fun, and then they're getting better and better, and they are ready now, so... They're really good. So, all right, let's put it on Matthew now. So we're, uh, so we're going to start with Matthew. Good morning, church. Good morning. I'd like to start off with prayer. Dear God, thank you for all you've blessed us with. Thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for us. Please speak through your servants today. Let this message land on the ears of those who need it and let it bless them. In Jesus' holy and precious name, amen. amen. To start, please turn to Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 through 20. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely, I am with you always to the very end of the age. Our job is to spread the word about Jesus. We need to teach people to obey him. I'm sure we can all think of someone who needs Jesus, and we can be the light that shows them the path to him. There are many opportunities for us to share about God. We could host a Bible study. We could invite someone over for dinner and just have fellowship with them. We could mow the lawn or do a chore and not expect anything in return. Or we could even do something very small, like have a good attitude or have a conversation with someone we normally wouldn't have a conversation with. And that could really brighten up that person's day. While still in Matthew, turn back to chapter 7, verse 12. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. This tells us pretty directly that if we curse others, we will be cursed. If we bless others, we will be blessed. If we give someone food or drink, we will be given food or drink. And another verse that goes along with this one is Proverbs chapter 11, verse 25. This tells us, A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. So again, whoever refreshes others will also be refreshed. But then this verse also tells us, A generous person will prosper. What are some ways we can be generous? Well, we've all been told we can be generous with our time and money, but we can also be generous with our help. I looked up the definition of generous and found showing a readiness to give more of something. We, as Christians, need to be generous people. We need to give our all in everything we do. In Revelation chapter 22, verse 12 through 13, we read, Look, I'm coming soon. My reward is with me, and I will give to each person according to what they have done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. 
the beginning and the end. By simply doing what Jesus has commanded us to do, we get heavenly rewards. We're commanded to do this stuff anyways, but then Jesus goes further and blesses us for obedience. That sounds like a pretty good deal. But here's the thing. We have to actually do these good deeds. James 2, verse 14 through 24 makes that clear. We can turn there. It's a pretty big passage. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God. Good, even the demons believe that, and shudder. You foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together, and his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed, and it was credited to him as righteousness, and he was called God's friend. You see that a person is considered righteous by what they do, and not by faith alone. We are considered righteous by what we do, and not by faith alone. Verse 26 tells us, as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. Now I want to clarify, we cannot get to heaven on good deeds. The only way we can get to heaven is through Christ Jesus our Lord and Savior, by being baptized into him and believing in him. Mark 16:16 16, 16 tells us, he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. As Christians, we need to drive ourselves to help others and open their eyes to Christ. That is the most important thing we all can and should do, even when it's tough. When persecution comes, and that's when, not if, because persecution will come, it'll be tough to continue sharing about God. But we need to stay strong and never give up, even when our lives are on the line. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 through 27, we read, Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what they have done. So what does this passage tell us? Well, it tells us that when persecution comes, it's better to die a martyr than to live knowing that you denied the existence of the one true God. If you would please turn to Colossians 3.13... I will turn the sermon over to Carter. Hello, church. I'm going to be doing the second part of this sermon. 
Matthew talked about being the light, and I would like to branch off of that. If you can turn to Colossians 3.13. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has grievance against someone, forgive, as the Lord has forgiven you. We need to forgive ourselves, have someone forgive us, and ask for forgiveness. It may be tough because you could have hurt yourself, someone else, or a group of people. It's going to be tough forgiving, but you need to forgive. Could we please turn to Mark 2:15? Mark 2:15 through 17 says, While Jesus was having dinner at Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners were eating with him. And his disciples, for there were many who followed him, when the teachers of the law, who were Pharisees, saw him eating with the sinners and tax collectors, they asked, they asked the disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said to them, it's not the healthy who needs a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to the righteous, but the sinners. We at the church are sinners. We are not righteous. We would not be here if we were righteous. The church is for sinners because the sinners need help and God will be helping us. Can we turn to Isaiah 48, 17? Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord, your God, who teaches you to profit, who leads you in the way you should. Church gets a bad rap for being for the righteous. But we need to make sure that the sinners get here. We have to be the lead for them. We have to be the light of bringing the sinners like us to God. We have to be the bridgeway. We are sinners too. But we need to make sure to grow our church and make the sinners righteous. Can you turn to Proverbs 27, 17? Iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another. This is a famous one in our youth group, because Todd made it that way. <laughs> but it's a strong one, because when you sharpen someone, they will sharpen someone else. It's a chain reaction. Our church will grow more and more. The church is the people, not the place. The church is a unit. So if we move as a unit, we can grow as one. Please turn to Matthew 28, 18. And to you, we'll finish the sermon. All right. Um, isn't that great? I think, man, I've got chill right now with those two. But um, also, I just want to mention that uh, Jaylee did the template what you guys read in your thing Jaylee did that so it's all the like almost all the youth that like you know come every on focus on Sunday night they do all the stuff here I just put it all together so but to continue let's summarize what Matthew said here uh, Matthew said that we we need to uh, go we need to um, do show people our deeds good deeds by our faith and and bring people in and then um, we show we need to show God by our action, right? And Carter 
It's telling us to bring people into the church because the church are for the sinners, not the, not the righteous. And we all are sinners. We all need God. Like the, like the Bible said that we need uh, the hospital is for the sick, not for the healthy. So as, mentioned, uh, as Matthew mentioned before, earlier before, we are uh, on Matthew 28, 18 to 20. It's the Great Commission, which is, um, I put 16 there, but we want to go to 18 to 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So this great commission, there, Jesus said this to the disciples, the 12 disciples. But we, as Jesus' follower, we need to do this too. We need to take this to heart. And because this is what Jesus commanded, to, commanded us. So Jesus told us to go out there to, to teach Jesus' name, to baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And... Jesus will always be with us as we should be with people that we bring to God. That's mean discipleship. And how do we disciple people? By bringing them to church, like Carter said. Because we can help them, but the church will walk with us and, uh, to disciple the person. So the way to do that, that we need to go out there. We need to do outreach. We need to do, share do God's word. And, but to go, how do we do outreach? How do we do this? We don't have time, right? We have, we're too busy. We can't find people that want to f- meet Jesus, and we, we just don't know what to do. I can tell you one thing for that, which is on Colossians 4, verse 2 to 6, which is going to be up there. So it said, Devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful, and pray for us too, that God may open the door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ, for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly, as I should. Be wise in the way you act toward outsider. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. So in this verse, Paul asking prayer for people in Colossae, right? So the prayer... There's a, free, there's a few things here that, I want, that we need to take out to heart from Paul prayers that we need to put in our life. The first one is in verse 2 and 3, we need to devote ourselves to prayers so God opened the door of opportunity to share the gospel. So in that way, that we need to be watchful, we need to be thankful, and ask God every day to open that door for us. And when God opened that door for us, we need to step in because we need to do our part too. And verse 4 to 5, say it's another prayer that we can share the word of God clearly and act wisely. Because if we don't act wisely, if we act like, diff- like the same people in the world, and people see us, and they're like, why would I want to know your Christ, right? You act the same way. So we need to be, act wisely. And um, so when you do that, that we, uh, we will make every opportunity by our, by our action. And the third one is verse 6. A reminder for all of us that our conversation should be full of grace, seasoned of salt, and meaningful. So 
we again, so we can make opportunity share the word, the word of God by our conversation, the way we talk to people, the way we say things. It should be encouraging to each other. So here we can see, Paul gives us an example to pray. Paul shows us to pray so God can open an opportunity to, for us to share the word of God. Paul didn't show us how to pray so we can have a good life as a Christian, so we can ha- enjoy our life as Christians, so we can go to heaven. But Paul told us to pray so we can be bold every day and we share, we share God's word. In this way that we, we can do, James 2.18 said, that we show people our faith by our works, by telling people about Jesus. So when, when, while I was in high school, through college, until now, every day in the morning, I don't know how many of you guys take a morning shower. I have to, so I can wake up. Every time I take a shower, I pray to God. My prayer is simple. I pray to God, say, God, today is your day, and give me an opportunity to share your words to, to somebody that you want me to share. I can tell you this. I've failed a few times, okay? I've failed a lot of times. Not just a few. A lot of times. Sometimes I pray that prayer, and then, I knew it. I knew that door. I knew the door open. And God basically say, here, share the word of God, right? And I was like, mm, no, I'm just going to stay here. I'm just going to eat my lunch, right? And it's, it's okay to fail, but I failed, and then I think about it, and then I was like, okay, so next time I can do this and this and this. So when I was at Starbucks, God opened that door, and... We talk about baptism. It's me and my other, my other co-worker. There's three of us. It's me, and uh, he was Catholic. He's not practicing anymore, and another guy. And we talk about baptism and all that stuff. And the other guy was like, I want to get baptized. I was like, oh, this is the door, right? So I was like, hey, that's good that you want to get baptized, but I want you to learn more about it. So we'll talk about it after a few months. After a month later, I was like, I approached him and I said, hey, do you still want to get baptized? He's like, yeah. I was like, do you know what baptism means? He's like, yeah. And then we talked, and in November 2020, I baptized him in the church. And they, I even called the church. I attending, like, hey, my, my coworker want to get baptized. Can we do it? And the preacher was like, absolutely. So on Saturday, we, I baptized him on November. I don't remember the date, but November 2020. And it was it, it, that door that got open that we need to, Go through it so we can fulfill Matthew 28, 18 to 20. To baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And teach them to obey what I commanded you. So today, guys, uh, if you haven't been baptized, if you haven't received that Jesus as your Savior, and you want to do that, you want to accept the gift of Holy Spirit and forgiveness and fulfill for yourself that great commission, I invite you to come up here and, and, and the elders would t- pray for you and we set something up and Matthew and Carter and I will be up here. And if, but, and if you've been baptized and you haven't taken this great commission seriously and you want to take this commission seriously, come up here during the song so we can pray with you and we can commit commit together and we can work together with, as a as a church as the body of Christ. So let's pray and uh, during the song just come up here and we'll talk and pray. Uh, dear God, um, thank you for being with us 
give us courage, give us boldness, give us um, strength to go out there and share your word, God. And so people can see us uh, by our faith. But well, we can see our works by our faith, God. And I will pray that we are bringing them to church because this church are for sinners. And we all sinners. And we, learn more, we want to learn more about you. And we want to share more about you to people, God. And God, I want to pray. So convict their heart, convict their life. And thank you for your son. In the name of Jesus, pray. Amen.